So today, we're going to do something completely different. Well, not completely different, but uh, but I was I was thinking about preparing for the new year, and so uh, today's going to be a work day, everybody. You guys, okay? How many would like your spiritual life to be better next year? Like to hear God more deeply, closer, be able to walk with Him? Yes. All right, this group's saying yes. People online are saying yes. Yes? Okay, got you guys in there. All right, and so uh, what what I was praying about, and we're going to do our sacred reading, but this is part of of what we're doing this morning, is that I wanted, I wanted to just talk about some scriptures that can guide us into the new year. So this is going to be a very scripture-heavy, very not uh, preaching-heavy uh, day. Are you okay with that? Because wouldn't it be better if the Word of God spoke to us and challenged us and moved us forward? Yes? All right. All right, good. All right, everybody's on board? Okay, so let's pause. And I wanted to begin uh, the first scripture that will lead us in this morning. It will be our sacred reading. Uh, it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7, a, a very familiar verse to us, um, but one that is a leading verse for us uh, every day. Uh, how many of you worry about anything? Do you worry about, about anything? And it, because, because, and so every time we worry, it's, it should become a trigger for us to take that worry straight to God. And so we're going to do that today, but I'm going to let, I'm going to let the word speak to you first and then, but I, I want us to see all of the scriptures that we have here as, as key points for us to pray forward into the new year. All right. So we'll pause. Thank you, Lord for your scriptures that speak so loudly to us. Uh, may you press them into our hearts that we won't forget throughout this year what you're wanting to accomplish in us as we develop our spiritual life to another level, as we develop our natural life to another level. Uh, completely unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What stands out to me, I'll, I'll finish the thought, uh, <clears throat> just the, this where it says, and thank him for all he has done. Because when we remember what he's done, then we, we have faith for what he's going to do. And a lot of times I just, you know, we're focused on the thing and we forget like, hold on a second. Like, uh, you know, a lot of times when I'm praying, I'll be anxious about something. And, and then I'll say, well, okay, what can I be thankful for? And I start illustrating my, my blessings are always far exceeding my anxieties. 
I mean, I've got my health, I've got my family, I've got, you know, I mean, you guys, I mean, God, ah, it's, it's, it's like I am infinitely blessed, and yet the whole of my life is now focused on this thing. Um, and so it's, it's like, why, why, you know, so that part of the piece comes to me is like, look at what God has done and look what he's already graced you with. So therefore he will carry you through this season as well. Um, and then something that Jendi always, <laughs> cause I, you guys never hear my complaints. You know, Omri even said today, you're always up or, or you're always, you know, how you doing today? I'm like, I'm great. And he goes, you're always great. You know, the only person that doesn't see me great is my wife. And, and usually I'll, you know, and it, you, if I ever grump out or whatever, she'll, she'll go to verse 10, the next verses, which, which is finally, whatever's true, whatever's noble. And she'll, she'll go through the list. Is that true? Is that noble? Is that, is that pure? Is that admirable? So she, she'll, she'll encourage me with the word to keep my mind on the things that will keep me away from anxiety. Um, and so part of, you know, it's, it's always the battle for the mind. So we start with our prayer. We start with our thankfulness, but we also keep our mind stayed on those things that he wants us to be thinking on. All right. So that was the first scripture. We only have five, four more to go. Uh, just we won't we won't take the, the the long and slow version. But I wanted us to use these, and and you guys can like keep these in your Bible all year, and use them as prayer triggers for your for your life. So if you're worrying, go. It's going to be right here. Don't don't worry. Work through it. With a conversation with God, thank Him for what you got. Let His peace go. Just all those things. So the the rest of the next fifteen minutes, I just want to talk about some scriptures that will guide us into the new year. The first one is the scripture of, of pray of praying. The second one is the scripture of scripture, which I just talked about. Um, but if you turn your your sheet over, uh, this is what Paul has to say about. He says, all scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and how to make us and, and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. Anybody got anything wrong in your life you've been convicted of lately? Uh, okay. If you haven't been convicted in a while, um, you, you should spend more time in prayer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, found it. Uh, but it's the beautiful thing when, when you're reading your, your, your Bible regularly, there'll be things in there and you're like, oh, I am just not that way. And then you can pray it in, uh, you can pray it through. Okay. Uh, realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip people to do every good work. There's nothing that I could emphasize more in helping us to grow spiritually in the new year than having getting getting regularly in our bibles with the intent of praying it through uh, of when we're reading it that we realize um i i need to pray through these scriptures okay i'm not going to talk a lot lot about that most of the people in the room are already biblical readers i'm going to go on to the next thing Philippians 3, 13, and 14. And I have these up uh, for anybody who wants to read them up there. Um, this is what Paul says. He says, I focus on one thing. 
Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ, is calling us or calling me. We're in the last day of the year. You can't go into the new year holding on to yesterday. This is good for a year-long Let's leave 23 in 23, but it's also in a day long because you, we can't live by yesterday. Anybody make any mistakes yesterday? Somebody? Okay, good. All right, last week, last month? Okay, good. You've been perfect all year. Good, you have nothing to worry about except your humility. Uh, so, uh, but this is another one of those scriptures that guides us. To, to, to stay in the present and stay looking forward because God has great things in store for us, but the things that we get challenged with are really things we grab and pull into our, into our present and into our future. And Paul says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take the highs or the lows. He was talking about, like, look, I've succeeded. And, you know, from time to time, somebody will say, oh, look, what, what, you know, you've done or God's done through you. And I'm like, yeah, that was yesterday. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. I celebrate it. But now I've got to walk into the future. And so uh, Paul wants to inspire us to continue to walk into our purpose and our calling in him. Okay, everybody good? All right, next scripture. Or, or shall I pause more on that one? I just love that. I focus on one thing. A lot of us are multitaskers. You know what that means? That means you're not focusing on anything, which means you're not getting anything accomplished. Don't multitask. Take one thing at a time. You're, we were designed to tackle one thing at a time. And I'm terrible at this. You know, I, try, I, I cleaned my garage this week. Uh, you know, after Christmas, you know, the, the garage just gets filled up with who knows what. And, and every time I, I, I went to grab something, I thought, oh, I got to have to do this first. And, and it, it took me hours and hours to do something that if I just said, okay, I'm going to tackle one box at a time, it would be done. But, but every time I picked something up, I thought about something else. And I went into another room, and then I'm like, oh, that's right. I was cleaning the garage. Uh, so anyway, don't do that. Focus on one thing. And then I like this, the, to reach the end of the race. You know, you guys are in a race. You know, it's, it's a track, it's a path that Jesus has us in. And, uh, and he's, he's calling us heavenward. Okay, next scripture to guide us into the new year is Ephesians 5, 15 to 19. It says this, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. <laughs> I, always, I, I like that. Okay, I won't. I won't be a fool, Lord. But like those who are wise... Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing songs, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, worshiping among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. A couple quick points there. As we go into the new year, it's easy to 
uh, regret each year. It's like, man, I wanted to do so much more. I remember during COVID especially, I was like this. It's like, this is great. They've got me locked down. I can be a monk for a year. Uh, and so I will, I, you know, I will get my guitar out. I will learn Spanish. I will, I will do all these things. I, I will be amazing. Regret. It's like, man, I need to be locked down again. Just kidding. <laughs> Never again for me. Uh, anyway, but back to I wasn't living as wise as I knew I should be living. I didn't put the guitar right on the kitchen table and say, it's right there. Keep it in front and center. You guys with me? Any regrets? Okay, this year, no regrets. Just go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And then one thing is, it says, uh, how we can accomplish this, it says, be filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? It means that when we're feeling like we're out of place, stand before the Lord and say, Lord, fill me by your Spirit. He lo- you know, I know we are filled with the Spirit when we're saved. We are secondarily filled when the Holy Spirit comes and, and baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. But we know from Ephesians 5 that the Spirit of God sometimes leaks Sometimes it gets grieved. Sometimes he is not speaking as loudly as, as we need. And the simple thing, again, is to say, Lord, I need to be filled with your spirit so I can accomplish what you're calling me to accomplish. Okay. Yes, and how do we do that? In worship, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, one of the fastest ways to be filled with the Lord is to get before God in worship, in community worship, as it says, among yourselves, which is hard to do if you're alone, uh, but or only alone, and so um, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. I know that the fastest way for me to, to become more spiritual is for me to worship the Lord. That's all there is to it. All right. Last but not least, here we go. Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel. That he was healed. This is a story in Acts 4, 10 to 12, when Peter uh, healed the, the, the lame man outside the, the temple. That he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. I think Brooke said something about that this morning. (laughs) We were on the same wavelength and we did not talk. (laughs) There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. This scripture guides us in a couple ways. Uh, One is that we all need Jesus as our Savior. Simple as that. And that leads us to those that we don't know, that that we know, don't know the Lord. And I thought that this year would be a great year for us to begin to pray more diligently for those that are not walking with the Lord yet. And the, the most fantastic thing that happens in any group of people is when people around them are getting saved. That they're coming 
to an understanding that Jesus died for them, that he was the one that was crucified for them. He was the one who was raised for them. He's the one who's called them into purpose, and he's the one that we're praying to. And there's no other name under heaven. I talk with a lot of people that don't know Jesus yet, and they're looking for another name, the name of whatever. It might be the the name of self-sufficiency. It might be the name of, of money or, you know, success. It might be uh, the name of another uh, another small g God. But they don't know that there's no other name by which the transformation of our life can come. And I wanted to uh, end on on this for us all. Because most of the people in the room have probably said, I want Jesus to be my Savior. And yet, uh, what that means to us in its fullness has not yet been revealed in our life. And one of the cool things about the Lord is that He always likes to set days and months and seasons of our life by which we can say, that was the day I asked that prayer, and that was the day that God answered it. All of us have those times. I'm looking at Maria, and Maria, she's got a million, she's, she's always like, oh yeah, this is the day that Joey was saved, and this is the day that Mason was saved. This is the day that Gigi gave her life to Christ. This is the day I came to Christ. This is the day you came to Christ. I mean, she, she, she's got days, and so, but, but they're markers. They're markers of seasons. And I want this day to be a marker of a season for you that this is the day, the last day of 2023, I renewed my life in Christ. There's just nothing like that. And I've, you know, I've been walking with Jesus a long time now. And I was thinking uh, thinking about this the other day. Uh, We were talking about the Christmas story. And a lot, most of the people that saw Jesus during his birth, it was a one-off. It was like the shepherds came and they were like, there he is. Never heard him again. You know, Ananias or, or uh, Annas uh, or Simeon, Anna. I mean, they came and they said, oh, here's the consolation of the, you, you know, they, they saw him and then that was it. It was a one-off. But what God calls us to is a daily and I just think it's a beautiful thing that he wants to call us deeper and deeper every day. No matter where we are, how far we've walked, uh, this is a time where he wants to invite us. One more time. Let's go deeper. Let ne- this next year be more than you ever imagined in your spiritual walk with him. So with that, I want to pray for you. <clears throat> Father, thank you that you have revealed yourself to us through Jesus Christ, through his death, through his resurrection, through his forgiveness, through his salvation. And to those of us who have been walking with you or who have met you, we want to take this time to renew our walk with you. We want to declare you once again 
king of our lives. And we pray that you would lead us in these spiritual things. You'd lead us in prayer. You'd lead us in your word. You'd lead us in sharing the gospel. You would lead us uh, more and more in this coming year. And I pray for any of you who maybe you've, you've dropped off from your walking with Jesus. And today, as the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart, uh, he's encouraging you to say yes to him, to being the Savior of the world, but not the world, of your heart. And I pray for those that have uh, they, they've left their commitment uh, with you, that today uh, they would say yes again to Jesus, inviting them to be the Lord of their life, the Lord of their heart, and uh, opening up heaven so that they can hear your voice again, calling them and saying, come, my beloved. Lord, we're grateful. We put aside those things that are yesterday. We reach forward to what you have in store for us in this future. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. One of my dreams uh, for you guys this year um, is that you would make, make, the, make the connection with someone where you can share your heart. Um, I talked about it a, a month ago, um, getting a partner. Grab someone and say, will you walk with me this year um, in prayer? Uh, you, you know, you, you can call each other, you can text each other, you can do whatever, you know, uh, and say, this is what I'm anxious about today. Pray for me. Um, because I know that the dynamic of the spiritual life is found in what Omri was saying, that two or three gathered, or, you know, we, now we have technology. Uh, but, but I fear that the, the strength of our spiritual life is not as strong as it could be because we're not utilizing the blessing of being together. Um, so will you do that? so that I can see the power of God in your life more and more as in the coming year. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So next year, or next week, will be next year. And next year, we begin something completely different. Uh, so be here. Those are out of town but online today. Um, Join us, and uh, I'm excited for what God's going to do this year. All right. Those that are online, thanks for joining us. We will see you later. The rest of us are going to have lunch together. And uh, God bless you. And uh, let his face shine upon you, give you peace. And pray together, even before you leave the building, if you have something you're anxious about. All right. Have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.